to the Dietitian Values Podcast, a space for conversations that go beyond lip speak, challenge the status quo, and hopefully create a space where we can learn and unlearn in connection and community. Join me, Laura Jean, accredited practicing dietitian, as I brain up my thoughts, chat with insightful guests, and create a space where we'll probably end up with more questions than answers, but also a space for encouraging and inspiring accountable action. Let's dive in. Dietitian Values Podcast. Today I want to talk about five places to get started or five steps to get started or five things to get started with, however you want to word it. One of the questions that I see so often put in like uh, dietitian business, entrepreneur, private practice style Facebook groups is what do I do to get started in business? How do I get started? What are the steps I need to take? Um, And there's lots of different advice out there and I wanted to give my take on it, which is a little bit different, of course, but five things that I, five places to get started, particularly if you want to build a human centered business. Okay. So number one, any surprises, like any guesses? (laughs) Number one is get clear on your values. So getting clear on your values, I think is foundational um, in so many areas of life, but definitely in business. Knowing your values, knowing how you want to act into those values, basically how you want to show up as a human doing business, a human working with other humans, a human working towards, you know, a a world that takes care of us all, right? Um, That has space for us all. And how we act towards that or how we act into that is through our values or knowing our values. How we end up acting away from that is when we act into other people's values. So if you're building a business that doesn't work for you, nine times out of 10, I don't know, I just made that statistic up, uh, you know, it, it is it is probably related to or more than likely related to the fact that it's somebody else's values driving that, somebody else's idea of, you know, how you should show up or what professionalism is or what success means, et cetera, et cetera. So getting clear on your values and also watching out for other people's values, uh, kind of sneaking in is the number one step for me or the one of the places to get started. And I've popped at number one because, you know, I'm all about values here. So getting clear on your values, you know, and, and that's an ongoing process. You know, we've talked about values here many times. It's not a one and done. Values aren't, um, you know, they're not, it's not always just... It's not not easy, but sometimes it takes time to wrap words around our values to really get clear on it. So I'm saying it's a really great place to get started. And also it's just about getting started. So your values will change as you change. They'll evolve as you evolve, as you learn and unlearn, etc. And if you want some sort of steps to get clear on your values, I'll put in the show notes, the three part series that I did um, that basically stepped you through, you know, um, the process that I support people with around getting clear on their values. So it started with those three episodes of that. So I'll drop those in the show notes. So number one, get clear on your values. Number two, know your why. So 
what is your why? Um, if you've not heard of it, um, it was kind of coined or um, probably wasn't coined, but maybe it was, I'm not sure. Or maybe just this person wrapped a lot of words around it or, or made it more visible. But Simon Sinek um, wrote a book about it, about finding your why, knowing your why in business. So you can Google him. Um, there's a little TED talk and some different videos that he's got on it. And it's really good information um, and a great place to start um, around. So knowing your why, like why are you in business? And a lot of dietitians or in health professionals, you know, often the first, um, well, the first reason we are, we, we choose to be health professionals because we want to help people, right? So you probably, that's one of the drivers for business, but really like going deeper in that and asking why for the why and why and why and why and keep going until you find the really, the real, like, um, there's real why that speaks to your needs, the needs that you are looking to have met for yourself and, um, the needs you are looking to support other people with in your business. So normally I feel like with a why, there'll often be a couple of like directions that they face. So often there'll be a why regarding like, um, like that bases, like why you want to be doing the work that sharing the work you want to do in the world. So that makes part of your why. There's also the why for yourself, for your own, you know, reasons, the way that um, you want to work maybe or the type of work you want to do, um, what you want to support for yourself around your how you live and how you, um, you know, that, that kind of balance between work and life, etc. So there'll be a why that kind of looks outwards at the work you do. There'll be a why that looks inwards or looks more from you, like a you-centered why, there should be, um, and also a why that's probably bigger. Like it's almost like a another term I think of it like is like a big picture dream. So like what's the why, what's the vision you have for the world? Um, and the reason I think that one's really important is because if you're listening here, you're probably a health professional with a bit of a difference and you've probably got a desire or a drive to do things differently. And part of the reason for that and part of like, you know, I really think values can be aspirational and our goals can be aspirational, you know, and why not put out there the reasons that we want to be in business um, based in the the dream we have for the world, the world we want to see, the world we want to be part of. Because make no mistake, if you're doing business with a difference, then you are building, you're working like you're one little piece of that wall or one little piece of the path that takes us towards the world that we want to be part of. So knowing your why, knowing your why for like human, like for the face, the work facing. So maybe, you know, um, and I'll, get, I'll share my examples um, with you um, just to give you a bit of an idea of, you know, to wrap some words around it, make it a bit more tangible. So my why for the work I do um, is around liberation, um, creating spaces for liberation for health professionals. So where we can all show up as humans, um, humaning. So that's my why. Um, for the work that I do. So for the work aspect, um, I want to encourage people or just open up a conversation about um, the fact that we can do things differently, that we can challenge the status quo, that we can um, create businesses that work for us and others at the same time. So that's that's my why for the work. My why for myself and my, my life and what's important to me is I want a business. Why I want a business is I want to be able to act into my value. So I want to have a business, a space where I can do that. And what I found with my jobs that I've had over, you know, I've been a dietitian for nearly 20 years, um, in the jobs that I've had, the various jobs across different spaces is there was often a values like misalignment or compromise even. Um, and so I wanted to create a space, cultivate a space where I could 
live into my values and act into my values and building a business is really supportive of that. I also wanted a way of working that was really flexible um, and supported, you know, how I show up in my values outside of work. So that supported me to have flexibility about time. I've got three young kids, so um, that was a really important choice for me. And also um, really to be sustainable in you know, my, my resources, me as a resource, which is one of my values. So my whys is all about um, being able to, you know, in, for myself is really about creating a business that works for me. Um, so that's one of my big whys, having flexibility be um, having like sort of, you know, um, yeah, I think flexibility is a better word. I used to think of it like freedom, like time freedom, geographical location freedom, but I think it's more flexibility and choice. That's what I really want to cultivate. Um, so that's one of my whys for me. And then my why for the world, the big picture world is um, I want to create a space where, um, you know, where all humans can show up in their full humanity um, and where we when we do that we encourage other humans to do the same so that's really like kind of my like big vision you know for the world um and so that is my sort of three areas of why so knowing your why knowing knowing it for your work you do um your why for why it's important for you and the the lifestyle or the um factors around you know doing business that that are important and then also the why that bigger picture vision dream for the world um if you will so that's number two um and like i said if you want to kind of read more into that or do a little bit more um yes simon sinek um has some ted talks and little videos around it and a whole book um number three okay so we've got our values clear on your values you've got clear on your why and number three is like a little bit more well, actually, it's probably both tangible and intangible. But anyway, let's just let's just bring it out. Schedule you first. Schedule you first in your business. When you are setting up systems, when you are setting up your schedule, like your actual, like what days do I want to work? What days don't I want to work? As much as possible um, and practicable, because I know that it's not always possible to, to start where we want to end up, but schedule you first. So if you have, you know, a certain class that you like to go to, maybe it's a class at the gym or maybe it's like a pottery class or a drawing class or a um, cooking class or I don't know you know maybe you do something outside of outside of work heaven forbid Um, but you know something that takes care of you something that lights up your joy lights up your creativity if you already are doing things like that then then hold that space as sacred you know um, schedule things don't don't push you off the agenda I suppose so Maybe that's aspirational. Maybe there's things you want to be attending or doing, um, or maybe it's things you want to add in. If movement is really important to you, exercising, meditating, um, yoga, stretching, going out for a morning walk, whatever it might be, schedule that in. Schedule your day, schedule your system, schedule how things work around that. So they're the real tangible things like looking at how you want your week to go, what you want to put in and how do you create a schedule that actually supports the life you want to live and actually supports you to do the things that are important to you, the things that you value. And I'll drop a link in the show notes around, um, I have done a whole podcast on scheduling you first and I'll also drop one in around your ideal day because I think that is a good good place to start. Like if you're like, "Uh, I don't know, Laura, like I don't know what kind of like scheduled work for me or what I want to do. That one kind of walks you through um, how to kind of, you know, start dreaming into that, start getting curious about what an ideal day would look like. And I get it. If you've been working or you're still working um, in traditional employment, um, it can be hard to think about how to do things differently, like or how to actually 
take time. It can be hard to give yourself permission to block out an hour in the middle of your day to go for a walk or meditate or have a nap. Hello over here. Um, Or, you know, another thing that I do like around scheduling my work, like to give you another example for myself is, um, you know, if you've hung around here long enough or follow me along on Instagram, you know, I love my garden. Like I really love it. So one of the things I do with my schedule is sometimes I will have my work time, like for instance, this podcast episode, I'm recording it in the evening um, after the kids gone to bed. So it's actually quiet. (laughs) But so that way I actually have time in the day when it's light and actually practical to get out in the garden. So I schedule my day to work for me. And so if um, if there wasn't a really a reason, if it was like a hustle thing or like a pressure to do it and, um, you know, external kind of push to do after hours work, um, cause that's what this is, that might not feel as comfortable or aligned, but because it's actually in aid or, or in supportive of me actually then having that time to work on me, the things that are really important to me. So like having a couple of daylight hours in the garden, etc., then it actually doesn't feel like you know, a hassle or a compromise. I mean, look, I won't lie. Sometimes I do just want to sit down um, in the evening when I've, you know, occasionally I've scheduled a thing, but I've scheduled the thing um, for myself. And um, as part of that, I had that other time for myself during the day. And so it's just keeping that um, front of mind. So scheduling you first, knowing what um, what is, what are the things like, you know, if we think of your why, like the why that you have for yourself and the life you want to be living through your business, like, and your business is supportive of that. Like, what are those things? And are you actually scheduling those in or creating your systems and creating how you work around that from the start? You know, often it's easy to get in the kind of trap of like, well, once I get to this point or once I've got my books full or, you know, if you're working with clients or um, working with humans, like in a kind of more traditional sort of setup, or once I've got to this X X goal, whatever it might be, or X point, or after I've been in business for six months, you know, I've got to got to put in the hard yards. And yes, there is like sometimes extra, absolutely extra time that we put into our business when we're starting up. Um, but I think it's really important to make it a habit to actually prioritize you, prioritize your needs, your well-being um, first in your business. Um, so like I said, I will drop this sh- in the show notes, a link to the podcast I did on scheduling you first and also on your ideal day. So you can kind of dream into that a little bit. So that's step three. Number four or the fourth place to start. And this one is really important. Um they're all important, obviously. That's why they're in my top five. Um, so this is know your numbers. So what do I mean by this? Um, know your financial numbers. So it probably feels a little bit like what? We're like a bit of a 360 turn one minute. We're like, you know, getting clear on our why and leaning into our, our schedules, leaning our first, and then it's like, boop, put on the brakes. Let's look at the numbers. The reason knowing your numbers is so important. And what I mean by numbers is not just not like necessarily your revenue goals or what you want to be making in your business, but knowing your numbers, knowing you're enough, knowing the point, um, knowing like how much money you need to earn to cover expenses, to feel safe, to feel secure. So what's your safety numbers around money? What makes you feel taken care of? What makes you feel like you can act out of, like not act out of scarcity um, or urgency in your business? Because one of the big barriers 
to actually showing up in your values and showing up and creating that human-centered business is scarcity and urgency. So when we're rushing, when we're pushing, when we're acting into that urgency, I've got to do this thing, I've got to like say yes to this collaboration, I've got to do this. When we can't stop and pause and ground in our values, then we're more likely to make choices or move towards things that don't align with our values. What buys us that space or what creates that space, literally kind of buys us that space, what creates that space? A sense of safety, a sense that our needs and our basic kind of things are getting taken care of. Where does that come from? For the reality is, is we are living in a system, operating in a system, even if we're attempting to do things differently, operating in a system where a lot of our needs are met through money. So knowing your numbers like you're enough and 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 just keeping aware of your numbers so that you actually know um you know what how much you need to earn and then also like what you're bringing in how close you're getting to that with your with your income from your business particularly if you are kind of straddling like um still still working full part time or some kind of combination and um setting up your business knowing when you get to that point so that you can actually when you're ready, when you feel comfortable, move into the business, um, not necessarily full-time, you know, your business, I, I did a post um, last month around talking about how your business doesn't have to be the sole income of your, you know, the sole income earner. It doesn't have to be full-time. For myself, and to give a personal example, um, my very first business that I started back in 2007, I was working part-time as a contractor, a contractor dietitian for defense and working part-time in my own business. And it just worked so well having that part-time gig to remove the scarcity, but also just, and just, Moving the scarcity just meant I could say yes to all the things that I just really loved that really aligned. I never had to push the business to be like doing things like I, I played around. I tried heaps of things out. I did a maternity leave cover for another dietitian in their like bulk building doctor clinic. And as soon as that was up, I was like, you yeah, know, you can have that one back. Um, that was kind of like a no for me. Um, but yeah, so it created the opportunity for me to really try things out, but to actually really own my no. Um, and I want to be really clear. A lot of the stuff I share about working into our values, owning our no, um, being clear, showing up as ourselves, um, you know, all of this stuff, we need to feel, you know, you need to feel like your needs are being taken care of to feel comfortable and safe to move into that kind of space. If you have rent to pay, if you have bills to pay um, and your business is supporting those things and it's not or or not, um, it's going to create feelings. It's going to create a sense of um, a sense of urgency, you know, to be like to push towards making money, to push towards those things. And then what can end up happening is you can find yourself like, chasing that and therefore maybe not always making those decisions that are values aligned so knowing your numbers so that might be your goals but really knowing you're enough like what is what are the kind of numbers what are the kind of um, income you need the other space it can be kind of good is like sometimes you might be doing certain roles particularly in your business at the start so whether it's a still working in a job or even if it's like some of that more traditional working in a clinic, the bread and butter kind of work, the things that pay the bills. And knowing your numbers gives you that, I suppose, 
spot or point or, or freedom to kind of then know when you can let go of those things that aren't really aligned, um, but maybe that you are kind of continuing to do them to pay the bills. Um, so no, it, it gives you those kind of points, those kind of goals, because sometimes what can happen is we, we're, we're working part-time still or working full-time even, um, and it feel, there's that real feeling of like not wanting to um, remove that safety net. So knowing your numbers, you know, being really familiar with that can be really helpful so that you know when you can you can you can feel more comfortable and safe to say yes to say no and to trust that that is coming from a space of being grounded in your values more often than not versus a place of scarcity 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 or urgency so hopefully that makes sense so know your numbers know you're enough um, particularly you know just basically sitting down like what is the numbers you need to pay to cover the bills the bills for the business the bills for for whatever you know other expenses you have life expenses um and and know those numbers um and so that's really important place to start particularly if you um feel uncomfortable around money and things so really facing that and knowing those and getting support around that if you need of course as well number five final five is start building relationships now And that's relationships with um, other providers, relationships with people doing similar things to you, relationships with people who maybe might be um, referral people for referring into you or people you might refer to, relationships to other dietitians who work in different areas so that if or other physios or whatever insert profession here but for example if you are a non-diet dietitian I'm going to use that for an example you might want to have relationships with other dietitians so someone comes to you and they want to work in a different way then you can refer them on. If someone comes to you and they've got um, gut issues, you might build a relationship with, with a non-diet gut diet, gut sort of dietitian who specializes in gut health. So you can be like, oh, I can refer you over here because this person I know, you know, so you can build those relationships. You can build relationships with the bigger people who support the humans you want to work with. So if I use the non-diet dietitian example, therapists, um, counselors, um, movement professionals that are actually supportive of the non-diet approach, the weight inclusive approach. Similarly, if you're a movement professional listening along, you might want to build relationships with dietitians. Um, Hey, I can hook you both up (laughs) Um, where you might want that so that you have people, you know, if people are coming to you and you're working on that and they want some support around the food side of things, or you might have referral kind of um, like, you know, building relationships with a massage therapist or with other people who complement your services. So people who might be doing the exact same thing that you do, but maybe with a different focus or target so building connections there people who might be already working with the humans that you want to share your work with but in a different way Um, people who might be um, working with your humans like the step before they're ready to come to you or the step after you so that you know where you can kind of send them so you're thinking about building relationships to support the humans you want to work with but also to support yourself so building relationships with other health professionals who do things in the same way particularly if you're starting out in business you know what do we talk around now here you know we want to do business differently so you want to build the relationships and connections and kind of collectives with other health professionals and business owners doing things differently you you know, if you if you're building connections with people doing the kind of status quo traditional business stuff, it might not feel very supportive. So build connections and relationships. One for the to support the humans you want to work with. Two to support you. Um, so they're really important pieces. Now, can they also be um, key parts of um, building out your reputation, building out your word of mouth, maybe even leading to referrals and work? Absolutely. And 
if we position them from that point of being relational versus transactional, we're looking at building partnerships and connections that create more support for you or more support for the humans you work with. Um, And coming at it from that angle can feel a lot more aligned um, for many of the health professionals I work with anyway, and probably for you too, if you're listening along here versus the whole idea of like um, building relationships to leverage for our business. So they're my five. I'm going to wrap them up. I'm going to summarize them up um, again for you. And I'm going to drop some links in the show notes to support each of these that I've shared. So number one, get clear on your values, know your values um, and, you know, the markers for acting into those. And I'll drop the three part series for that. Know your why. Why are you in business? Why are you in business for yourself? Why are you in business for the humans you want to work with? And why are you in business for the vision you have for the world? Number three, schedule you first. Set up the system, set up the way of working that actually works for you, that creates a space that actually holds you and takes care of you, that doesn't lead to burnout, that doesn't lead to you um, working in a way that you know doesn't support you, who you are and how you want to be in the world. So schedule you into your business, schedule it from the start. Number four, know your numbers, know your numbers so that you can create a space of safety and a space where you can act out of that grounding in your values versus acting out of urgency and scarcity. And number five, build relationships. Build relationships that support you and build relationships that support the humans you want to work with. Um, And just build relationships for fun too, like relationships in the business world or in the the area that you um, work in. You know, people that just are great, you know, cool people doing different things. Um, Earlier this month, I had Alison Tenney on the podcast. Um, if you didn't check that one out, um, she's a strength and conditioning coach background and does like a, a strength kind of um, online strength uh, training and, and programming. And I follow Alison because I just think she's an amazing human doing cool things. You know, she's, I'm not currently, maybe one day, um, interested in a strength program. I'm not working with um, humans um, like from that clinical kind of perspective relationship with food. So I'm not looking necessarily for people to refer on to. I just follow her and have connected to her because I just really love the value she shows up with. She makes hilariously funny reels and she just shows up with her values and she's just building this whole different thing, this whole different way of working. And I really appreciate it. So I've connected with her and it's really just fun. Um, And it's great to kind of follow along on her commute to work and her um, she calls her, her dog who creeps on her. And Anyway, tangent. But build relationships that support you, that support the humans you want to work with, and just relationships with people doing cool things that you admire. Um, start there. So they're my five places to start, my recommendation, on five places to start when you're building a human-centered business. As always, I would love to hear from you what resonated, what are you working on, what do you need to be working on, and what have I missed? Is there something that you think was really important when, you, if you've been doing business for a while that you started with that you think, hmm, this should definitely be on the list. Maybe we'll make it like, you know, extend it a little bit if we need to. Let me know, reach out um, via DM, drop a comment on the podcast post on Instagram or send me an email, laura at dietitianvalues.com. And I have one call to action for you today as well is if you're really enjoying the podcast, subscribe. Wherever you listen, whatever podcast player that you listen on, hit that little subscribe button. It does really help to make the podcast more known or or more found, um, bumps it up in the rankings, et cetera, et cetera. So if you feel called to it, if you want, if you think this podcast is something that people should be hearing um, and finding them, then hit the subscribe button. Okay. Um, 
questions, comments, concerns, reach out. Always happy to hear from you. I always love connecting further over these conversations. Um, until next time, bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you and the time you've given to me. If you like what you heard, please share it with your dietitian besties and subscribe on your platform of choice. Want more like this? Come follow along and continue the convo on Instagram where I hang out at Dietitian Values. I'm so grateful for you and the opportunity to connect. Have a good one. Catch you next time on the Dietitian Values Podcast. The Dietitian Values Podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the Ngambri and Ngunnawal people. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging.